Welcome to ISA's Arbor Views podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arbor culture. I'm Bob Polumsky, your host on this episode of Arbor Views. Grant Jones is an ISA board certified master arborist. He's also a woody plant physiologist who works with the Davy Tree Expert Company as a technical advisor in the Midwest and Rocky Mountain regions. Grant Jones teaches employees training programs and conducts arboriculture research. Today, we'll be talking about the tools and techniques involved in plant health care. Hello, Grant. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. Well, Grant, tell me, what are some of the challenges that arborists face when attempting to diagnose tree problems in the landscape? Well, sometimes diagnosing tree problems can be really easy if you've got a, an obvious disease, you've got obvious symptoms of that, or if you have insect damage, you've, you can actually find the insect on the plant. Uh, other times you get brought in and, and a homeowner has a, a leaf that is, is browned out, they're concerned about their tree, and it happened overnight. And uh, rarely is, is that the case. Usually it's a, a slow progression of events. But uh, when you don't have that obvious um, disease symptom or that insect present, sometimes you have to do a lot more investigative work, and, and that takes some time and is, is challenging to do. And I think when you and I agree that it takes a lot of experience to be a good diagnostician. It, it does. Um, I mean, the more experience you have, the, the easier the job's going to be. The more um, problems you're going to be able to consider as you work through that diagnose, diagnostic process to find the actual cause of, of the homeowner's problem. Well, Grant, let's get a little more specific here. Uh, with, with your extensive experience, you've come across a lot of common and, and probably a number of recurring problems in the Midwest and Rocky Mountain regions of the U.S. Can, we just, can you talk about a couple of those? Mm-hmm. Well, in the, in the Midwest, actually in, in both regions, one of the, the more common problems we find is just improper planting of trees. And so you'll have trees that are planted in the, the, the root flare. So you've got your trunk, your roots kind of widen out off the base of that trunk. Ideally, you'd like to have that right at the soil surface. And a lot of times when trees get planted for various reasons, though, that root flare is, is several inches below the, the surface of the ground. And that creates a lot of problems for trees. And unfortunately, those problems don't begin to show up until years after that tree was planted. Um, and, and, and so that, that's always a reoccurring problem that we see. Now, Grant, I just want to stop you for one moment. All right, so if the tree was planted too deeply, what kind of symptoms would be manifested in the top? I mean, obviously, you could look at the root flare to see that it's buried. Mm-hmm. But, but what would you be looking for in the uppermost part of the plant? You probably would be looking for a tree that's not putting on a lot of new growth. So you maybe planted a tree five years ago, and you look at that tree today, and that tree may not be much larger in size than it was when you first planted it. Uh, the leaves might be a lot smaller, and you might also see when you get into fall that that fall color develops a lot earlier than it seems like it is in some of the other trees in your neighborhood. So obviously this tree is under some level of stress. Yeah. Okay. How about another common problem that, that, you've, that you see in the field? In, in Colorado, everything goes back to moisture stress. So when I'm out there, you see a lot of signs of, of, of drought stress in plants. They, they get maybe 15 inches of moisture in an average year. And if you look at um, the front range of the Rockies, there are actually very few native trees there. A lot of trees are brought in from other regions or from higher elevations and planted in an area where they're really not well adapted to grow. So everything comes, comes back to moisture, uh, moisture stress there and leading to beetle problems and, and other issues. But that's interesting how you brought in the insects that a number of these trees that are stressed may, may become susceptible to other issues. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're almost having this mortality spiral, if you will. 
Right. Uh, and it all goes back to the concept of plant health care. I mean, if you can keep a plant healthy, it's going to be more um, better resistant to be able to fight off insect and disease problems as they occur. All right. Well, Grant, I haven't seen you out in the field, but I wonder if you may be carrying your little doctor's bag when doctors used to visit uh, patients at home. Uh, what kind of tools uh, would you think are important for arborists to have in the field when they're going out there and diagnosing problems? I've got a backpack I carry with me uh, every place I go, and uh, so I guess I do have that doctor's bag, but I, uh, I always carry a mallet, and that's helpful to sound a tree to, uh, to try to identify areas where you may have some decay that's developing or to find some areas of loose bark where you might have some root rot uh, fungus like armillary that's beginning to develop. Um, I always carry a chaining pin with me, and that's a helpful tool to be able to actually uh, probe down into the soil to find some of those root flares that are buried. Um, I carry a pocket knife to look to scrape off bark to tell if a, if a branch is still alive. Uh, if it is, I'll find green tissue underneath or find uh, signs of, of streaking that could indicate a, a vascular wilt. Um, and always a soil probe to dig, or uh, yeah, a soil probe to to sample the soil and check for for moisture levels in that soil. Outstanding, Grant. Uh, you mentioned soil. Tell me a little bit about uh, soil injection treatment methods. Okay. Uh, soil injection treatments have become a lot more popular in recent years, and there you're actually applying amount of, of pesticide around the trunk of a tree. And so you're actually injecting that into the ground, and some of the advantages of doing that is you're bypassing that layer of mulch, and oftentimes that layer of mulch will absorb some of that material you're putting down, so it's a way to make your treatments more effective. Um, you're not having to wound the tree by drilling into it or have drift concerns that you get when you do a foliar application to a tree. Um, and some of the products, they allow you a little more leeway in terms of scheduling. So you could go and make that application maybe a month or two before that insect is active. That allows you time to have that material to get into the tree and just makes your, your work a little more your work schedule a little more flexible. It seems uh, like a rather elegant approach to getting the product in the tree systemically mm -hmm. through that soil injection technique. So with regard to the timing, you said that you could make this application before the insect arises or appears, but also isn't timing important as well for that tree to absorb that product? Right. So when you do your applications, you want to know when your insect that you're targeting, when it's going to become active. And you also want to have a good idea for how long it's going to take the material you're applying to actually get into the tree. And so you're going to use those two factors to kind of guide when you're going to go out to make those applications um, for that particular pest. Well, with regard to these products that, that can be soil applied, injected into the soil, we have trunk injections, and, and that has changed over the years as well. Can you talk a little bit about trunk injections, explain what they are and, and how things may have changed mm -hmm. with regard to injecting trees? With uh, trunk injections, there's two types. There's a macro infusion system, and that would be where you're putting um, some of your pesticide diluted down in water, and you're injecting that into the tree, usually under low pressure, um, which is beneficial to the tree. You're also, um, because you've added water, you're adding a large amount of, of material, so that's where you get the name or the macro part of the injection. Uh, micro injection, you're using a capsule or a gun to inject a smaller amount that's more concentrated into the tree. And oftentimes you're under more pressure when you do that. But it's, it, there are tools that are helpful for arborists because it sometimes can be a little faster than doing a soil treatment. So if you're, if you're not able to get in at the proper timing a month or two ahead like you might like for some soil products, uh, trunk injections are a way to kind of make up some of that difference in time and get the material in a little quicker. 
Um, in terms of, of equipment costs for, for arborists, uh, sometimes it could be a little easier to have trunk injection equipment. It's cheaper than maybe going out and buying a large spray rig. So something for, uh, for an arborist to, to consider there. And then you also have sites where maybe you're in downtown Chicago. Some of your soil or, or foliar applications just really aren't practical in that setting. And so a trunk injection is a nice alternative to that. Very nice. And now uh, one other two. Well, before we go to our, our, uh, my last question with regard to managing the soil, it goes back to what we talked about earlier about being a good diagnostician. So before, of course, any of these treatments are imposed, we know what we're trying to manage. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, those pests you're targeting, like we said, they go after stressed trees. And so if you have something like boars, you could manage the boars, but really for that to be effective, you want to figure out what the stress is. Now, with the, the last question I have for you is, is with regard to a term that's called soil invigoration. Can you explain to us, well, define soil invigoration, but also what kind of tools are involved in, quote-unquote, invigorating the soil? Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of, probably 50% of the, the problems we see in the landscape go back to poor soils. And a lot of times our sites where we have trees we're caring for, through development, those soils have been compacted and a lot of that topsoil has been scraped away. So we've got a really difficult situation for trees to grow in. And we can't really come in and rototill that soil after the tree's there because we would churn up the roots and, and damage damage the plant. So soil invigoration is a way to use, uh, use compressed air and use air tools to kind of cultivate that soil in a way that's not going to be damaging those roots. And that sounds terrific, Grant. And as we close this, I mean, you've talked about all these topics here. Where can people learn more about the, the things that you just discussed with me? If you're, a, if you're a practicing arborist, you might contact your local ISA chapter. A lot of times they'll do um, programming that will work or focus on plant health care and, and diagnostics. And if, or you can uh, check the ISA bookstore. They've got a lot of good publications with more information. And if you're, uh, if you're a homeowner, uh, you can contact a, a certified arborist or your local extension service for more information. Well, Grant, thank you so much for joining me on ArborView today. Grant Jones is an ISA board-certified master arborist who's also a woody plant physiologist who works with the Davy Tree Expert Company as a technical advisor in the Midwest and Rocky Mountain regions.